0: Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Tuesday. It is August 15th, 2023, and I am again joined by Mr. John Spainhower out of the Chicago office. John, how are you today? Doing very well, Cody. Happy to be here. Absolutely. We're happy to have you here. So uh, another gdt tuesday and an all-encompassing gdt of a lower auction again
0: yeah cody this will be our fourth lower auction in a row uh but that alone doesn't really do it justice Um, this gdt on the aggregate is going to end 7.4 percent lower just a a pretty big move lower here today across almost all products with the exception of cheddar cheese. Um, We'll dig into some of the details, but I would just say probably the highlight is going to be the whole milk powder after being down 7% last on the last auction is down another 11% this
1: week. Absolutely. Is there any place that you kind of want to start jumping into here? Uh, Any one particular frame that stuck out in your mind?
0: Sure. We'll start out with the good news. Cheddar cheese was up 5.5%. That is going to come in at 187 uh, on a dollars per pound basis. And that, you know, if you look at that, you say, well, that went up. Um, But the CME came into the day on a block. Basis, you know, at 197. So technically that was a discount to the block market, but nevertheless, pretty light volume that was involved there, but still going to settle up 5.5%. Moving into the other fat markets, MF was down about 5.4%, and that's going to come in around 202. And then when we come over to the butter market, that one moved 3% lower. On an 82% butterfat basis, that's going to come in around 206. If we were trying to compare apples to apples, here we might want to convert that to an 80 percent and that is going to make the new zealand butter price come in at around two dollars per pound the u.s market right now is significantly higher than that trading at 269 and a quarter today as well as this is the european markets are trading uh in that 210 area where things get a little where they get a little bit hairy here is as we get into the skim milk powder market as we said Uh, We already talked about whole milk powder, but skim milk powder was down 4.9%. That is going to come in at an equivalent of about $1.06 per pound uh, on a non-fat basis. This will be the lowest skim milk powder price that we've seen on the GDT since January of 2019. Moving on to the whole milk powder, as we mentioned, that was down another 11%. is going to be the lowest price in whole milk powder since august of 2016 and i think that speaks for itself however i would say that Um, skim milk powder futures coming in today we're looking for steady maybe a little bit of a loss depending on how you want to judge their behavior coming in five percent lower is going to be quite the surprise whole milk powder was you know realistically looking for about seven percent on lower on the futures to come in at 11 percent lower i think this is catching a lot of people off guard again just an overall uh down
1: round john kind of transitioning into the players from this auction we've seen kind of what you've mentioned before of uh, you know one time China will be here as a buying opportunity and the next auction they are not and it seems like on this auction uh, maybe a little bit of the the latter of those Boy, two Cody, for this auction specifically
0: looking in at this auction uh, or when I was looking in at this auction I guess this morning and you're thinking wow it's so low that China must not be participating, uh, at least when you look at the price perspective. And then when the data comes out, you are looking at the data and it says, well, North Asia, which we would say is China, on a year over year basis, they were up 18%. If we compare it to the last event, uh, which really wasn't a bad event, we were up 1%. So Chinese purchasing was actually okay. I mean, I can't say it's great, I can't say that it doesn't exist though. Right. Um, When we get to our other big player, we would say that that would be Southeast Asia Um, year over year down 26% on an event change down 4%. So, you know, if, we just, if we're just looking at it versus last auction, our two main players, their demand really wasn't that um, out of the ordinary. Um, and then I guess, if, so if we try to say, well, then why was the price so low? I think what we have to look at is to say that there was relatively decent demand uh, out of these players, but um, on a, at a lower level. Right, they were willing to say, "Hey, I'm willing to take this product, but it's going to have to be at a lower level." Um, There, there are some intricacies to this auction for sure, and uh, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But in general, if if someone were to say, "Well, China must not have been present," I would have to say, "Well, they they actually were present, um, just maybe not at the price level that would have kept us."
1: And looking at the chart, John, that we send out, it looks like the Middle Eastern countries were kind of on an uptick on the buying. Also, was that more of uh, something that people had expected or was it a little bit of a nuance for this GDT? You
0: know, the Middle East has been tough. Uh, It's just hard to know how to judge their behavior, but you're absolutely right. On an event change, they were up 39%. And if we look at uh, this event versus last year, we were up 87%. You have to be careful, though. That's just coming off of a pretty low Base right, but still they're—I shouldn't say a very, a pretty low base, but a, you know, not not as nearly as big as China, uh, I guess, and the Southeast Asia. But certainly they were here, um, so it does make things a little bit perplexing. Uh, so then you have to move on from there and say, well then. How in the world are we so much lower? And I think part of the answer to that question or riddle, if you will, comes out of the announcement that was made by Fonterra last Wednesday night, our time. Um, And in it, Fonterra released uh, a statement saying that they would be increasing their skim milk powder offerings over the course of the next year by 5,000 metric tons. And that they would be increasing their whole milk powder uh, offerings over the course of the next year by 20,000 metric tons. And I think what that did was, um, I think if we have to stand back and look at that. First of all, 500 metric tons, I think that it just isn't, excuse me, 5,000 metric tons of skim milk powder. I think it works out to about 250 loads uh, on a nonfat equivalent per year um, over the whole year and for them to increase that eh, i don't know that doesn't seem like that that much it's certainly an increase right uh but it's not like it it, it's you know thousands and thousands of extra loads the the whole milk powder one right uh that's about a thousand extra loads of uh whole milk powder per year if we break it out that way just on an average of a month and is that uh, a lot sure just not like a crazy amount, Uh, but I think what we have to do is really dig into why would they do that. And I think why we saw those increases was one, whole milk powder is significantly cheaper than all of its components at this point in time. It absolutely makes sense for New Zealand to alter their production of products and to go to the highest value product when and where possible and uh, in this case it seems as though they're doing that and they're at least trying to capture some of that margin on the skim milk powder side where my argument there gets a little confused is the fact that they increased their whole milk powder offerings as well and i think we have to step back from that and say well geez what does that mean why would they do that um and I, i as i understand things there are there, are, there is the amount of product that is available on GDT, and there is also the amount of product that is contracted by Fonterra or New Zealand going to Customers and it works somewhat similar to basis contracts here in the U.S. that are tied to the CME. There's you know there's the marginal amount of product that might move our auctions, but underneath that there's a big base of contracted product. It appears as though New Zealand taking twenty thousand metric tons or whatever that might, reason that might be and shifting it out of the contracted market and into the auction onto free to sell. And I think that if we just stand back from that, is probably because They have lower demand.
1: So, do you do you think that twenty thousand metric tons, John, was taken out of what was supposed to be sold to someone else? Maybe the buyer wasn't quite there and ready. That's why it got put back onto the market.
0: Maybe not supposed to, but was hoped to be contracted for. (laughs) Maybe maybe we can phrase it that way. I'm not sure. I mean, you don't know the details of it. Um, It certainly doesn't seem like it's because there's more milk production coming out of New Zealand that was unexpected. Right. Um, And so if we put that together, I I think we just have to look at it to say there, there are some kind of unexpected movements in the market. And if you're in New Zealand right now, you have to look at this and say, I have to make some decisions. Right. I mean, everybody has to. And it means that there is product that is. Uh, uncontracted for that is kind of come to the spot market. I think the buyers were aware of that. And I think, yes, China was a buyer today. And yes, Southeast Asia was a buyer today. And yes, the Middle East was a significantly bigger buyer than they would normally be. But I think it's because they were saying, look, I, I will take this product Uh, off the GDT, but at a lower price because what came out in that announcement the other day was you know, maybe reading between the lines that suggests there's more product for sale than what we originally anticipated. And we were already at a very low price and now there is even less demand. It's just not a good signal to the market. And I think the, the market responded accordingly.
1: John, wrapping up this GDT Tuesday, is there anything else that stuck out to you for this specific auction?
0: Um, you know, it's hard sometimes if uh, you're someone like me to not look at this auction and and really look back at the auction two weeks ago and say that was somewhat of a watershed event. We had last auction, we had whole milk powder futures move 7% lower. They moved to their lowest price since the pandemic. Really, if you take out the pandemic since January of 2020, um, that was really signaling something, and it's signaling something about the health of the international market. A lot of things going on out there. I get it. And you don't want to make too much out of any one thing. But what I would say is, we've got our number one dairy demander, if you will, on the international market, which is China. We've got a little bit less domestic demand, we believe. And at the same point in time, they've got increased domestic milk production. That means they're coming to the rest of the world to find less product than they may have been in the past that in itself means that you know if we just keep production steady in the rest of the regions of the world um, or are moderately steady then we probably have you know a little bit too much milk and you know that brings prices down if we just accept that and then say okay fine then what are the knock-on effects of whole milk powder being at this price um, like i said if you're in new zealand you're probably looking for an alternative product to make when and where possible capacity will constrain that but you're going to try to make cheese you're going to try to make nonfat or skim and you're going to try to make more butter that is going to put more of those product finished goods into markets that either the u.s services on the export market and there's also the potential for the importation of some of those products into the u.s skim is going to be hard there's no doubt about it, but when you look at the cheese side, we're definitely going to run into export headwinds, and at the same point in time, we might see some cheese come in here. We put that up, and you say, well, hey, uh, cheese just went up to $1.87 today on the GDT. Certainly, um, you, you're probably you're right. To point that out, I just think that that's always a bit of a questionable number in terms of how how much significance does that have in the comparative markets. However, when you move to butter, you can certainly make a case to say that on in the industrial side of the uh, category, that you're going to see some fat come into the market here. We saw that last year. I suspect we'll see it again this year. And then when we go to the skim milk powder market, there's just... It's just hard for the U.S. nonfat market to ignore where the GDT is. Again, the GDT settled at 106. I think the U.S. market settled at 10, you know, in it moved lower today uh, into the 108 area. I think that is just the start. But it'll be hard for the U.S. market to escape the gravity of the GDT skim milk powder price. And I, I think we'll see the U.S. move down towards a dollar here. If, if I could real quick, I, I, the reason I bring all this up is it's very tempting to extrapolate that back here to the U.S. on the cheddar side and on the butter side and say those markets then have to come down. And I would say that over the long term, yes. Uh, They will have an effect in the short term, though. We've all seen it before our butter market can live in its own little island. And on the cheese side of things, I think we have to be aware that there just seems to be some some dislocation of milk here in the U.S., Due to heat and due to some uh, cow exodus, if you will, as well as we've got some pretty decent demand here. And we, we may be in a situation where the U.S. cheddar price is able to survive at a little bit higher tier than what the international milk market might suggest that it could. But I would warn people that over time, this gdt result if we're able if we do continue this and i see no reason why we wouldn't at this moment in time that that will lead to trouble for the u.s cheese market
1: john as always we appreciate your insights into the gdt and the the global dairy outlook as a whole john and i are going to be on a three-week hiatus as the next global dairy trade will be the first part of september the 5th uh, so until then everyone have a great couple weeks weekends and we will see you next time
0: Cody, thank you for reminding me of that. I always forget and I'm ready to go on the second Tuesday. So thank you for reminding me that it's three weeks from now.
1: Absolutely. At Everag, we partner with every corner of the agriculture industry from dairy to livestock, crops and agribusiness to deliver intelligent supply chain and risk management solutions. We are Everag, everything agriculture. Learn more at www.ever.ag everything.